Hey, what's going on, guys? This is JC Sportcast, and we are finally back for another podcast for you guys today. You know, it's been a while. There is a flu going around in Toronto, so we took the week off last week. But we are back today for Leafs Talk on this Maple Leafs game day, episode number 75. Last episode, it was the 11th. We are previewing the Leafs versus the Edmonton Oilers. So we've got a few games to quickly touch on before then. But as we go on with this episode, you guys know who we're joined with today. Dad, how are you today? Uh, exciting. Uh, you know, this is the uh, probably the most exciting time of the year because, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't really believe in it, but I, I, you know, a lot of people say that the real season is about to begin in the playoffs. I have, yeah. I have a lot of fun watching them in, in the regular season as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's exciting and uh, let's go. Yeah, and you know we've got five games to quickly touch up on. Um, I'm just gonna go through them quickly, and Dad, if you have any notes that you wanted to take on any of the five games, just let us know. But you know the Edmonton Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs, like that that Saturday night hockey, Matthews versus McDavid, Marner versus McDavid, whichever of the two. You know, there's a lot of debate that it should have been Marner versus McDavid. By the way that he's playing, and you know that goal. You know that goal, uh, Marner. You know it's still in the plays of the week. It's still, you know, at OTSN Sports and do best play what's the best play they have that clip still in there you know going head to head with other games it's crazy stuff going in other games but marner in that game was unbelievable um i thought he was the best player on the ice you know mcdavid saw his goal you saw matthews and mcdavid going at it but marner was unbelievable he had four points that night you know tavares had two noel achari had two and matthews and elander both had one but i thought they were phenomenal in that game um and they really stepped up and it was a big game and then obviously you know, the game against the Sabres, you know, they go up 2-0 and they fall asleep. And it, it was a game that, you know, it kind of hurts. They, they easily have that game in the bag, but brush it off your shoulder, whatever. Let's move on to the next game against the Avalanche. And that's a playoff-style game because it's 1-1 going into shootout. And really, you know, it, it's really a tie if you think about it. Like, both teams went head-to-head, but the Leafs were held to, I believe, under 20 shots in this game. I think it was roughly 18 shots. So that, that's something we don't really see. So it's something to keep an eye on for the following game. Um, because, you know, the, the, we're not really used to seeing the Leafs not get 20 shots. And I think it was a, it was the first time in I don't know how long, but it was, it was, a, it was a big date. It was a big record um, for the Leafs. But they bounced back in, in a back-to-back you know, they win against the Hurricanes, against a team that doesn't have Andrei Shvechnikov. I have him on my fantasy team. You know, it, 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 he's a big loss to that team. You know, they're trying to go deep in the playoffs, but he, he was really, really, you know, he's a really deep player. And, and and you know, the Hurricanes have run into problems like the Avalanche. The Avalanche couldn't get out of the second round. Hurricanes can't really get out of the second round either. So they really struggled in this game, and, and the Leafs played absolutely amazing. Um, Zach Ashton Reese had two beautiful goals and I wanted to quickly touch up on the game against the Senators just the last game um, Cal Yarncroke like I think we were talking about it too dad like you know Cal Yarncroke was amazing in that game um, and and you know obviously the goal gets disallowed by Alex Debrinkit but they still get a goal with 10 seconds 15 seconds left Brady Kachuk but it goes to shootout ninth round I believe Alex Kerfoot is the winner and we were both in shock. I think we both even said, okay, round 10, get ready for round 10. But he had a beautiful move that he used, I believe, on Washington earlier in the season where it looks like he's going blocker side, but he shoots a five-hole. Um, but a decent stretch for the Leafs. You know, I think they can be playing a little bit better. But I just want to ask you, Dad, if you had any notes and any takeaways from these five games, um, you know, just like that for the last episode, five games are getting closer and closer to the playoffs. But I want to know if you had any key points in those games, you know, playoff-style games against hard-hitting teams and, you know, two teams that are probably Probably favorites out in the West and, and then the Avalanche and, and the Oilers. 
Well, listen, you know, we've done this all season. Uh, you know, the game with the Sabres first, uh, you know, I think <laughs> everybody just wants, to, thinks that, you know, someone else is going to take over and we can yeah. these guys easily let that guy do it instead of being, you know, the guy. And we've, we've lost so many games over the season. Uh, and then, you know, you get games that, as you said, playoff style with the Avalanche. Yeah, uh, a great game. You know that they can play. These are the kind of games they, you know, you know, need to be in and 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 play this time of the season just to just to be ready because this is what's going to be coming up ahead. You're rarely going to see a blowout game in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. maybe one one off. You may get something. You know, whatever once in a while. But uh, uh, you know that's what matters. And then uh, you know even even the set. You know, with McDavid. Uh, you know, there's so much attention to the game, and then you know, and and they brought it, and then uh, you know, I think they were embarrassed the last time they played them a little bit. Yeah, and uh, these guys are, you know, these guys are superstars in the league as well, so they took it personal, and uh, and then you know, it was a it was a great game. So uh, as you said, uh, you know, it's a decent uh, stretch of five games there. Uh, you know, going into the rest of the games. Yeah, and there's only I believe they've they've got like. 13 games left, 12, well, after today, 12 games left. But so only a hand, a dozen games left, you could say. Um, but, you know, the Edmonton game, you know, Matthias Ekholm was a great player. Um, you know, the way that the Avalanche are playing without their key players that were injured, I think Lekkonen was out. Um, I know for a fact Landis Gog was out. So a lot of key players were out on that team. But um, the Leafs have jumbled up the line, you know, 11 and 7. And, and and I know a lot of people are not a fan of it. I'm particularly not a fan of it. And like, I get it. You have defensive depth. You want to try things out. But I believe they went 12 and 6 last game, and they are going 12 and 6 tonight um, based on some injuries. You know, Nolachari took the game off against Ottawa um, in, in a hit where I don't know how they don't call it, but it, it's fine. We you know, it, it, as Leafs fans, you know, we people people laugh when we cry or complain about calls, whatever you want to call it, but I don't know how that didn't get called. He clearly got hit, but he's back in the lineup tonight on the fourth line with Camp and Ashton Reese. Um, Bobby McCann, Lafferty, Nylander, you know, you were talking about it today. Nylander facing a lot of stuff in the media about, you know, he's only got two gate goals in the last 10 games. Bobby McMahon, I'm really happy he's in this lineup. He had a few chances. You know, he almost had that shootout winner too. So it'd be great to see if he can get a goal tonight. That'd be amazing. Bunting, Tavares, Marner, no complaints there. It should be a great line. And Yarncroke, Matthews, Kerfoot. Now, I'm, I I know I get it. Kerfoot, you know, they they throw him all over the lineup. But I really like Hallie Yarncroke on this top line. Like Matthews, he apparently even Keith said, Matthews said, I, w- I want to play with this guy. You know, I keep going with this. And Matthews said he's got one of the prettiest releases in the league. And, Man, those two goals last tight last uh, last game, sorry, were amazing. Um, and if you know if he's not picked up in your fantasy league, I would pick him up because he's gonna get a lot of ice time with Matthews. He's gonna look great looks from Matthews because you know they both go. Matthews gonna probably go fighting pucks deep. Um, and Yarncroak does do every now and then, but you know if he if he gets that shot off, it's it's a great shot, and I really like that line. But I just want to ask you, you know, how do you feel about the, these lines? You know, they, they stick with McCabe and Lilligren, Giordano and Hole, Riley Gustafson. Um, so it looks like, I believe it looks like Luke Shen will be sitting tonight. Um, and and it, it makes sense that he's going to be sitting because you know they, they don't want to I guess tire him out. And Giordano did sit over the weekend, so I I like how they're resting their key players who are going to be crucial to, in, in the playoffs. But I wanted to ask you. What do you think about these lines? You know, it's got Matthews, Martin, Nylander on separate lines. I, I'd assume they want Nylander to get going um, and Tavares to get going. This is a big chance Tavares tonight against his former team. But once those two get going, I, I'd, I'd assume that, you know, they put two back on one line and two on the other. But what are your thoughts going into this game and these new look lines? 
I think what is being set up here is for uh, O'Reilly's return. Uh, I think, you know, you want to get at least two guys that are going to be on the line. They know that you can throw Nylander with Tavares and Marner, or you can throw him with Matthews, uh, whoever it is, uh, that you know, he'll get going. I think it's the third guy that they're really working on, and they're working on a third line once Riley comes back. Uh, you know, even if you take Kerford off the top line and move one of the other guys, uh, Lafferty or somebody, um, you know, on to play with Matthews and, and John Crock, uh, and then Riley and Nylander, uh, you know, yeah. you've got three lines that are, you know, going to be a trouble for any defense, uh, any team out there. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's what they're, they're trying to set this up. Uh, and, uh, you know, but again, I, you know, just want to touch, touch up on what you said, that no call on Achari. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's just, uh, I mean, it's, you know, as uh, you, you heard uh, Keith say, there's four of you out there. How do you miss that? And it's almost like, you know, every game and people say, oh, you know, crying about it. But no, there's four of you out there. That should be picked up. Uh, like, yeah. what are you watching? Uh, so, you know, and, and it was disappointing. But uh, it seems to be, you know, this this happens to us a lot. And then uh, on top of that, we get a call, goal, goaltender interference, which clearly yeah. was not. So it hurts even more. Uh, I mean, come on. You know, it, it, it's it, these referees, uh, you know, th- there's got to be a little more punishment, discipline, uh, you know, going towards them from the league point of view. Uh, because, you know, this late in the season, these things can't be happening. You know, a guy gets a concussion, is out for, you know, three, four weeks. There goes, you know, uh, a good pickup that we had. And, 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 and but uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's frustrating. Yeah, I agree. And it's not just the Leafs. Like, if you look, there was an instance where Lars Eller scored for Colorado against Ottawa where the puck, like, they didn't know where the puck was. It, it looked like a frozen puck. It got loose. Everyone was standing around. He just tapped it in. And and it was like, like why 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 aren't they blowing the whistle? They no one knew where the puck was. So there, it's it's all around the league. The officiating's been horrible this year. And it's like, you know, I, I don't want to use this as an excuse, but the officiating did play a role last year in the Tampa Bay and Leaf series. Like, it was not consistent. One game, there's eight penalties being called, like or something like that. The next game, like two. Like, where is the consistency? If you're going to call penalties, call penalties. Matthews being held, I don't know who was holding him in, in game six overtime in front of an official's eyes, and, and, and that doesn't get called. But you call a Justin Hole if he pick in, in game seven, like this officiating needs to be better. And that missed call, like, you know, Achari came out and talked about it. You know, he said, I'm, I'm feeling better. Um, you know, he, he did hand off the belt in that same game. And, you know, they do this stuff with like the wrestling Leafs belt. So that's a good sign. And he's going to be back in the lineup today. So that's great to see. I liked Luke Shen, obviously getting a hit on Sebastian. Oh, that was great. And he got a Luke Shen. He got a Luke, sorry, chance there. So that was great. But um, I want to touch up on one last thing before we talk about the game here tonight. Um, Rasmus Sandy. Now, you know, Rasmus Sandy is a Sioux Greyhound. Rasmus Sandy was a 27th or 28th overall pick in the first round. He's a great player. Um, and it was sad seeing him go, but you know, there's a lot of, I guess you could see, you could say publicity and media attention over, over the summer about his contract situation. You know, him and Lilligan were both RFAs. Um, Dubis wanted a similar contract, two years, you know, roughly 2.5 to 3 million. And Sandine had an interview today with the athletic. And he said, what people don't know is that my mom got sick in the beginning of 2022. She got cancer. You know, she had some serious surgeries. 
Um, we had a really rough time as a family in that summer. That's a big part of why I stayed home so I could spend the time with her. People don't know about that. That's fine with me because I knew it. And Toronto knew it and they were fine with it, Sandine said. He also said, my head wasn't in Toronto. For me, my family comes first. My head wasn't in hockey to go back to Toronto to sign a contract. It was important to have my mom's back. Now, the fact that that got released now, I like whoever was going after him, you know, I think even I was kind of upset that, you know, he wouldn't sign. I do feel bad now based on, you know, the circumstances. And that that should tell you that you never know anyone's situation. Um, and, you know, he did talk about the market of Toronto. Um, he did talk about, you know, him and Willie Nylander. He said that Nylander said, don't you dare not talk to me after you leave. You know, they're great friends and obviously they're going to miss each other. Obviously, you know, they had that special bond, that Swedish bond, obviously. And the last thing he mentioned too is, I did not request a trade out of Toronto. I literally had no idea I was getting traded. Now, that being said, okay, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I, I believe what he's saying, but the whole situation, I do feel bad for him. Uh, but at the end of the day, I do think this is a great move for him because he wasn't going to get much ice time on this team. And, Dubas always does right by his players. He put him into a situation where he's going to get minutes. He's going to get a lot of power play time. He wasn't going to really get that in Toronto. So I, I'm hoping the best for him. You know, he, he's been great offensively for Washington, but really poor defensively. But I just want to get your thoughts, Dad, on the whole Rasmus Sandin situation and this, you know, interview that shed some light on you never know what a player is going through. You know, hockey players are, are, are humans at the end of the day, too. Uh, you know, it had, I think, a little more to do with uh, Nylander um, when he didn't sign and he stayed back in Sweden. So when when Sandin yeah. decided to stay back, no one ever thought about looking at it that, oh, maybe it's, you know, why? Yeah. You automatically assumed, oh, my God, now he's, you know, another Swede. He's not coming here. He's doing it. So he got that bit of a wrath there. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, uh, you know, I'm glad he's, he's cleared the air, you know, with anybody that, you know, that didn't know. Um, and, uh, and, 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 you know, I, I respect the fact that, you know, of course, this is his career that he's worked towards, but, you know, family, especially your mother is your mother. And, and if she was going through something severe like that, uh, you know, I'm sure it helped her that he was there. Yeah. Uh, and, and probably helped him too, just to see, you know, that she's getting better or how things are going. And then to be hearing it on the phone call where, you know, his mind's not going to be all here. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, totally understand. And, and yes, you know, it was, uh, it was sad to see him go. Um, you know, I think uh, he's going to be a great player. And uh, the fact that the Toronto Maple Leafs have traded him has guaranteed that he's going to be a great player. Uh, yeah, you know, this yeah. is this is what happens to us uh, with uh, with most of our trades. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised of him lifting the cup uh, in a few years. Yeah, yeah, and I'm really happy for like he's in a great situation, and and he's going to get obviously like we said a lot of ice time because. He is one of the best defensemen on that rebuilding team, so I'm happy for him, and, and he's he's a great player, and, and I hope all the best. You know, Boris Solomon had a great you know relationship with him, and, and you saw that with him as well too, being a Swedish defenseman. So good for him. Um, you know, he clearing the air and all and all the on all this, and 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 actually shedding some light that you know. I, I didn't ask for a trade and, you know, I had this going down and, and, you know, he, he knows this mark. He knew how fans are probably going after him. And, and the fact that he said this, I think was he, when he didn't really have to, um, is it, good on him and all the best to Rasmus Sandin. But tonight the Leafs play the New York Islanders and the New York Islanders are the home team. So you expect again, John Tavares booze. It's been five, six, what is it? Has it been five years? It's been six years now 
because I believe he signed in 20 or sorry, he signed in 2018. So it has been five years now um, since that. So I'm hoping they finally give it up, which they won't. But I think the bigger story is Pierre Engvall is playing the Leafs. Do we see him scoring tonight? I'm going to say no, even though he's on a roll. I don't see him scoring tonight, but I want to ask you, Dad, what are your thoughts on this game tonight before we wrap this podcast up? And obviously, they go on a five-game road trip, but the Leafs and Islanders tonight, what do you think is more likely? John Tavares booze or maybe a peering ball goal? Uh, honestly, uh, if I'm a betting man, I'd bet on both. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look at it. Uh, Engvall, since joining the New York Islanders, if he played 82 games for them, would have 35 to 40 goals. You know, it's, uh, the way the pace that he's on, and yeah. uh, especially when you come back, a team that's traded you, that you know has a chance to win the Stanley Cup, and then you get traded. Uh, you know, you obviously you know you use that a little bit to pump you pump up. You know the way you play on the out there. Yeah. Uh, the guys on your team know it as well. And, uh, you know, they, yep. they try a little bit harder on every line and maybe to get you the puck. Or, and and uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, I seriously think he is going to score today. And, uh, you know, look, you know, he, you know, he, was, he, he played his part here. Great penalty killer. Um, just, uh, you know, it, just, uh, it wasn't the right fit uh, for this team. But I'm glad he's doing well there. And, yeah. uh, you know, and yeah, it's uh, especially the games that are in New York because of the Tavares, uh, they're always crazy and loud and fun. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, and it should be great. You know, they go on a five-game road trip here. So we'll be back for Leafs talk on Friday for you guys and promo school on Thursday. It is spring. So last week, you know, obviously the sickness, we are back this week. Um, and obviously, let's see what happens tonight. You know, John Tavares is returning. I'm hoping he has a big game. He, he, this is the kind of game where if he goes off tonight, he's going to build on momentum for the rest of the season. And, and obviously, Ron O'Reilly coming back. Another thing to watch, too, before we wrap things up here is Matthew Nyes. They have announced the Frozen Four. Um, they are the first seed. So let's see how they do. It's something to keep an eye on every weekend. Um, I believe they are showing the games on ESPN. So he, he's been a great player for, for Minnesota, and it's going to be great to see. He's on a great line with Logan Cooley as well. So We'll keep an eye on Matthew Nyes. We'll keep an eye on Ryan O'Reilly. Go Leafs go tonight against the New York Islanders. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you guys again Thursday and Friday. Thanks, guys.